Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dagwood Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dagwood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Let us move on today. To, we're still on the top Bible cases. We're delivering ourselves. Amen. Knowing about it is half of it. Knowing about it. Amen. For instance, right now, after we've talked about the one which comes for your cursing your parents, you see that even when you are hurt, you will not say certain things or do certain things. You'll rather just move, deliver yourself, whatever, because you know that tell your neighbor there's a snake there. So let us identify a few more snakes that we want to deliver ourselves from. Amen. Hey. Top Bible curses. The top Bible curses. And by the way, I'm preaching from this book, How to Neutralize Curses. Eh? This church, they don't preach from the Bible. <laughs> the only person who is saying that is somebody who doesn't own the book. Because the book that I'm holding has a point. And after the point, the scripture. And it has another point. And after the point, a scripture. So it's like somebody has done his Bible study research and put it there for you to also come and read it. Because what I'm telling you, you, don't, you didn't know. You didn't know. Amen. And it's been compiled here for us. Hallelujah. Hey, push your neighbor and say, are you there? Last week we dealt with a number of them. We talked about... Um, the curse on idol worshippers. I told you don't worship money. Hmm. Many people worship money and at the end of their lives discover that it wasn't worth it. They worship the money, chase the money. At the end of their life, you see that it was worthless. Yeah. The curse for those who dishonor fathers and mothers, the curse on those who cheat and deceive. Push your neighbor and say, don't deceive anybody. The curse on thieves that was so nicely performed. For us to see the curse on lying and swearing, the curse on armed robbers. Oh, yeah, they are cursed. That's for that one. I mean, please, 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 please. Hey, Pastor, I was an armed robber before I gave my life to Christ. You have given your life to Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But there are also armed robbers in churches. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's not only in Nigeria, it's also in Ghana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you there? We've had armed robbers do all kinds of things. It is God who has kept us and dealt with them. Yeah. The curse on non-tithers. Hmm. Please push your neighbor and say, pay your tithe. Hallelujah. So today I want to continue on another angle because we are going to make sure that not one single curse will apply to us. Amen. The curse on those who mistreat the handicapped. Uh, you see that you are surprised. 
There is a case lying down. Tell your neighbor, it's lying down in the Bible. It's lying down. That's why I said the book is one point in the scripture. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 27. Deuteronomy 27. So, okay. I'm reading from verse 18. Cursed be he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way. <laughs> and all the people will say amen. Cursed be he that perceiveth the judgment of the stranger that pervert, sorry, cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger, fatherless, and widow. And all the people shall say amen. In this case, the first part of it, that's the, 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 the verse 18, it says that, so somebody is blind, then you can see. And you now go and do something that misleads that blind person off the way that he was coming. And people do it a lot. People do it a lot. Oh, pass here, then the person will fall into a hole. Yeah. Oh, pass here, and then the person will fall into a gutter. Are you there? What I'm saying is it true or is not true? People do it for fun. I don't know how you can be amused at the at the misery of another person. I, I, I don't know. You know, so most of us we know it's not good, but we didn't know a case was lying there. Oh, I'm telling lies. Did you know there was a case there? I also didn't know. You see, that so you can see that a handicapped person is somebody who God's eye is on specially. Yeah. And you will notice, for instance, that even human beings, you know, we are not correct. You know when I say we're not correct? We, there are a lot of things. You see that there are even some things we react to. And we react when a handicapped person is mishandled. We react. It's an, it's an inner... In fact, let me take these two points together because this is against the handicapped and the next point, the curse on those who neglect the weak and vulnerable in society. So we have a certain mind about the weak and vulnerable. I remember recently there was a political mess during some by-elections. Are you there? And people were very stirred up about it. But when the woman went into the parliament and there were insults something something we do immediately the, the opinion of people is that no 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 this one we, we we don't accept yeah we don't agree with this we don't agree i oh you're not understanding what i'm saying we do, didn't like how she came to power we think it's unfair we are shouting about her party people are saying this 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 but as soon as that personalized something came pointing to the person's vulnerability pointing to the fact that you are a widow pointing to people no 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 don't go there no. and this is even we oh you don't get what i'm saying even we yeah even we hey some people are quiet let's look at acts chapter 10 somebody also stumbled into an unexpected blessing in acts chapter 10 and this story always encourages me so much. And those of you who, when you give offerings, you complain. Remember, oh, you already, Malachi 3 has dealt with you. Because God said you have stolen his offering. It's not only the tithe, the offering as well. Hmm. You know the times you're about to give the offering, then the pastor says something, so I don't give it again. But it was God's. Even you had designated it for the Lord already. <laughs> Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. So this man was not a Jew. 
a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people. Are you seeing it? Alms, that's the money that you are giving to, I mean, to the poor or people, and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So now listen to what the angel says. He said unto him, your prayers and your arms are come up for a memorial before God. I thought that God was only listening to our prayers. Hello? I thought that God was admiring somebody who can pray for long more than somebody who cannot pray for long. I thought those were the things. But here, you see very clearly that what made God notice Cornelius was not only his prayers. It was also the fact that he gave arms. He gave arms. What he had, he gave. Now, some of you are like, oh, but I passed the person. I didn't have money. Please, when I'm preaching, you sit up. I don't like people sitting like that. Sit well. You're in church. You're not in your room or in your lecture hall. Hey! This woman. You don't worry. Just that as you are trying to insult me, be sure that there's no case lying somewhere. Hey. Because the scripture says, touch not. He's anointed. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Anyway. You see, but here's the scripture saying that, not knowing that every time Cornelius gave money to somebody, a beggar on the way, a blind man on the way, somebody who was in it, not knowing that God saw. And he was not a Christian at that time. That's what you need to understand. And God organized his conversion because where he was, nobody would have come to preach to him. But God so respected what he was doing and the angel came and said, there is a memorial, there is something in heaven that when God sees it, he remembers Cornelius. And I came to ask you this afternoon, what of yours that when God sees it in heaven, he remembers you? That's what I'm saying. That I thought it was just the prayers. Or you, you get me? Or some spiritual things. But this scripture shows that it's not only that. It's not only that. The things you have just given to somebody who is in a weaker position than you. A weaker position. And some of you, you are staying in the room with somebody who doesn't have anything. And even though you are allowing them to eat, you are insulting them with the eating. You, 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 you have spoiled your... <laughs> you have spoiled your record. Eh, but, but mommy, I cannot feed them every... Nobody says you should feed them every day. Do what you can do. And when you can't do, just be quiet. You see? Sometimes if you are sitting in a car, you are driving down some of the roads in town, you begin to wonder whether you are paying tax to the beggars. Because, Charlie... When the car stops at this uh, traffic light, there's one. You produce a few hundred meters. Another one. You come down a few hundred meters. Another one. Please, all of you who drive and have cars, let me show you what you can do. Get some money, 10 cities, 20 cities, and change it. Ones, twos, whatever. And then as you are going, respond to what's going. When it is finished, have you not done your part? It's a question I'm asking you. Instead of that rolling of your eyes that you do. Uh -huh. Why? Why? Can't you work? 
Can't you work? You as you are sitting there, everything is okay with you. Are you working? It's just a question. I say it's just a question. Eh, he should go and farm. Have you farmed before? I'm asking if you have farmed before. You only farm when you have nothing to do. Hey, the church is quiet. Oh, it is a very good investment. Not in our economic climate. It is not. It is not. We are not producing chicken, not because we don't know how to produce chicken, but because we have taxed ourselves to the nonsense degree. So when you finish, it's not financially viable. Yeah. Hey, the church is very quiet again. Yeah. And, and we don't buy Ghana made in, made in Ghana rice. Because by the time this nice farmer has finished working on it, his price compared to the rubbish that comes in, the rubbish is a bit cheaper. So it, it doesn't work. I'm telling you so that when you are in power, you go and think small. I'm speaking to future leaders. I'm fully aware that I'm speaking to future leaders. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It doesn't make any sense. You have followed World Trade Organization. Who doesn't care about you? And taxed everything. So they now can bring their cheap, hormone-infested, pesticide-infested things and bring it to us. And then our own production totally collapsed. Totally. You are now coming over. I mean, I lived in Ghana when we produced enough rice to feed ourselves. And I lived in Ghana when, when you go and buy a chicken, it is a homegrown chicken. When I say homegrown, somebody has done poultry farm. Yes. You are very quiet. Yeah. I lived in this Ghana in which we live in it. And in case you don't know, it is healthier than what you are buying on the market. Yeah. That frozen chicken that you are buying is full of hormones. From there, that's why the girls are menstruating at the age of eight and nine. Because they use growth hormones. In four weeks, the growth that they are supposed to use, 10 weeks, 8 weeks, 10 weeks, in four weeks, they are ready to go. And the bone is like plaster. Hmm. Uh, even you are reminding me of my former profession. I've come back home. Hey! I'm saying to you that, so instead of questioning, eh, why is he, you see, we don't have anything that takes care of the handicapped people. We don't have it. We don't have it. They have tried to organize themselves into an organization to take care of themselves. But it's tough going. It's really tough going. So when you have something small, we're not saying, it's not rocket science, just something small. Just give it. And you've done your part. Hallelujah. And when you don't have, don't insult the person. Don't say something wrong. Amen? Because there's a curse lying there. Let me read it for you. Again. Deuteronomy 27. Cursed is he who misleads a blind person on the road. How you treat that blind person, very important to God. And God says you are, it's a curse to mislead them, take them the wrong way. Wow. But are you encouraged by Acts 10 that this man's good deeds were a memorial. God remembered him. May the Lord remember you because of people that you have helped. Hallelujah. The curse on those who neglect the weak and the vulnerable. And it happens a lot. It happens a lot. You are in your house, then they go and bring your relative who is from a less endowed background than yourself. Hey! Maltreatment in the house. 
and you are also part. It's true. It's true. Because maybe your mother is not here to receive the teaching, but you are. And if you are, oh, mom, don't, please, don't do that. I find it, your mom will, will stop. But when your mother is manifesting, you're also saying that after all, what? They have come for our father's money. But God is looking at you, and he has a particular, he has taken exception to it. Let's read Matthew 25. Mm. Matthew 25 from verse 41. Hey, are you in the church? Oh, my time is gone. I wonder where it went. Today, yeah, I'm sure we'll just do two points. The curse on those who neglect the weak. Let's read Matthew 25, verse 41, all the way to 43. Then shall he say unto them on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devils and his angels. The devil and his angels. Now let's see, what is it that will make God allow you to go where he didn't prepare hell for you. It was for the devil and his angels. What is it that will make God add you? Let's continue. Verse 42. For I was hungry and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in. Naked and you clothed me not sick and in prison and you visited me not hey it's a very wild scripture oh you can't see it I was hungry let's continue I want to show you the rest of that scripture then shall they also answer him saying like some of you are saying this morning when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked, or sick, or in prison, and we didn't minister to you. You ask the Lord, oh, but when? When? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it to, you did it not to one of the least of these. You didn't do it to me. So it's the human beings around. The people around you. The people around me. Please ask your neighbor, what, what, what kind of person are you? Are you, I mean? Ask your have you fallen inside this case? Are you inside? Yeah. So you must be very careful with people who have less than you. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. The way we treat foreigners in this country is not good at all. Though. It's not good. Mm, it's not good. The sad thing is that because we have a tendency to hospitality, we say that oh, we are very hospitable. But that's just a cover. That's just a cover. It's not real. It's not real. Hey, you are very quiet. Too. As soon as the foreigner is standing there, when he takes the taxi, double the price. He can't go to the market. Double the price. Yeah. If the person comes to talk, there are people, even in the church, I remember one time we were placing leaders somewhere and they were saying, can this person lead this way? I said, the person can lead, but Ghanaians, when they know that this person is from here, they will never accept it. You see that quiet? The church has become quiet, but you know that it's you I'm talking to. Yeah. Yeah. When we know that there's a foreigner who doesn't speak our language, that's when we now bring our language. And as we are talking, we are insulting the person. You are a bush girl, bush boy. That's why in this church we are teaching you to be international. 
so that you accept people. That's a person, not according to where he's from. Yeah. And in Ghana, it was one of the blessings God gave us, and we fooled with it. Yeah. Many countries are heavily divided upon tribe. But when Ghana got independence, because of free schooling, we were mixed, totally mixed. I was an adult before I heard certain things about various tribes. I went to school, we're all inside. All inside. As you are lying here, one girl lying here, one tree speaker here, one northern here, one this thing there. We are fooled with it, and today we have divided ourselves along tribal lines. We don't have sense. We don't have one sense. Pastor, allow me to insult you. Because when I told you I'm preparing future leaders, so when you are now the madam or the boss somewhere and you want to manifest, you will hear my voice. By that time, maybe I'm an old feeble woman, so I can't talk. So you hear it like this, calling you a foolish woman or a foolish man to use somebody's tribe. Hey! Hey, but, but mommy, you yourself, you say that the tribes are like this. Listen, that's what I'm saying is that each one of the tribes, we all have our things. So you are no better than anybody. That's all I'm saying. You're no better. You're no better. So just flow. After all, you're just another human being. And just like how that person has issues, that's how you too you have issues. Hey, the church has become quiet. Oh. Hey, we dear, where we are from, we are from here. So we don't marry people from here. As if, as if you are any better than the people you say you will not mind. Hey. The church has become quiet. Oh. Yeah. It's a very serious thing. Because it is, in fact, one of the weapons that the devil is using most at this time in the world is, is that. It's tribalism. Tribalism and racism. Yeah. It's one of his foremost cards. Pulls out a card. You can't get a certain job because you are from here. He pulls out a certain card. You can't do this because you are from here. You have never lived in a racist environment before. You will know that it is evil. Yeah. And then you are, we are trying to bring it on ourselves. It wasn't there before. If you like, look at the food that we eat. Tell me that the only food you eat is the one from your area. You are very quiet, oh. Me, I'm a girl. Today's girl, today girls eat a lot of bangu. But excuse me, oh. Please, I'm in my 50s. Our original food, bangu is not inside. Bangu is because we have fraternized one of the closest tribes to the girls are the Ewes. And they eat bangu. That's where it's coming from. Have you seen that you didn't know? <laughs> then when you wake up, you say this person's like this person. We eat all our different foods and we are only richer for it. Yeah. In places where we say, I only eat this my food, then the people, they only eat chima. They can't eat anything else. But it's not like that with us. And so we're blessed, but now we are trying to contaminate it with the foolishness of others. Hey! But how you treat that foreigner? Very important. That's what the Bible is calling a stranger. A stranger who is with you. Hey! Are you in the church or you have traveled? And there's a curse there. You see, he says the stranger because when you are a foreigner in another land, you are vulnerable. There are things you don't know. Are you here or you have traveled? There are things you don't know. 
I was a foreigner in another country for seven and a half years as a student. I did not know that there were laws that protected me as a mother. I didn't know. So, right at the start of my PhD, just before I started, I had my first son. At nine weeks, I sent my son to a crash. Nine-week-old baby. I used to cry every day. I'd be sitting in my office. I can't even work. I'm just crying. What's happening to my... Because at nine weeks, you are not ready. You are not ready. Physically, I wasn't ready. Psychologically, I wasn't ready. Because of that quick activity and all that, I just... Look, I bled for about six months. Non-stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was a foreigner, I didn't know. I didn't know. And so nine weeks after having a very wild whatever, I presented myself for work. Yeah. Have you seen that? You're looking at my face. I was a foreigner. I didn't know. I didn't know. As God would have it, I had a supervisor who was a very kind man. He was an older man. I don't suppose that he had followed the laws of his country as far as, um, yeah, he was an older man. He had had all his children long ago. But he was very kind. And he used to say, do you know, won't do the practical work now. Just, just read on porn. Just do this. He did what he could do. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. Because you can easily go off your mind. Hey, the church has become quiet. Yeah. It was later that I discovered it. So when I was going to have my second child, I say, you people, eh. I took a whole eight months. They had to pay me my salary. Eight months. I was sitting in my house. <laughs> not even three, eight. And now I knew the law. But I'm just sharing this with you to share, to say that a foreigner is vulnerable because they don't know things. The reason why a foreigner can sit in a taxi at Tech Junction and come and pay 40 CDs is that he doesn't know that this Tech Junction. And So you will now put him inside and come and drive through. Something, 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 something. And go and drop him. And then you say 40 CDs. He doesn't know. <laughs> Are you in the house or you have traveled? He doesn't know that the law has something to help them. Are you in the house or you have traveled? And even more serious one, I met a lady when I was a student. And she was a British lady and she didn't know that the laws in Norway were different. And she had gone to link up. She was staying with some guy. The guy used to beat her daily. Oh, really beat her? Daily. And again, she was a foreigner. So again, she didn't have the means to just transport herself out of the country. Are you there? And unlike Africans, the white man, he minds his own business. He doesn't say much. So that you can't come and accuse him that he has done your... But one day, her boss decided that it is enough. So when she arrived at work, as usual with a, you know, something on the face, black eye, whatever, she was sitting down when her boss just walked in. And on the paper, on it, he was holding a sheet of paper. And on the sheet of paper, he had written the name of something and a phone number. He didn't even ask her what happened. He didn't ask her anything. But you could see that this is somebody who he could see that this woman was under something. And as a foreigner, she didn't know that this country that she was in was different. So he just took and he just gave her the name and the phone number. Then he looked at her and said, here, you don't have to stand it. And he left. She sat there and she looked at the paper. And then she picked her phone at work and she called the police. 
And when she called the place, not knowing that it was one of these help centers for battered women, and they said to her, leave where you are and keep walking. Don't go back. Don't say, I'm going to pick my things. That's how many of them die. You're going to pick your things. And then it becomes, so it just, it was a whole help center. By the time she was t- telling me the story, she had married with two kids, and she was working, yeah. But because somebody who cared about a foreigner, and he understood that this foreigner, some information, she doesn't have it. She doesn't know. And just that information he gave her, it just bought her a new life. Are you in the house or you have traveled? And as you and I are sitting here, there are vulnerable people amongst us. Even here in the church, there are vulnerable people. You are sitting by somebody, you can see that the person is crying. You may not know what it is. (laughs) The church has become very quiet. Yeah! The person is crying. You can do something about it. Yeah. You can do something about it. Because many of you are in a center. You know a center of Asia. You know a pastor. You know my office. You can tell her, you don't need to stand it, you know. After service, let me take it. Me, as I'm sitting here, I don't like trouble. You know, I'm a very, I'm a very peace-loving person. I don't know, you are not a peace-loving person. You are very selfish. Hey. Sometimes you can see from the way somebody presents in church that things are difficult. Hey. You are chewing your kebab. You can see from the eyes of the person that it's hunger that's doing them. The way the person's eye is going from the kebab to your mouth to the kebab to your mouth, you know. <laughs> and so instead of turning your back so that you can enjoy the rest of your kebab, do something about it. Are you there? Hey, the way you are quiet, as if it's not you. You can see that the person is looking at your sweating cup of champagne. The cup is sweating. The cup is sweating. She said, chilled, killed. And you can see that the person is. And then you are like, hey, oh. he just said, no. Give it away. Give it away. You don't know what it will be doing in heaven. No. You don't know. Yeah. Many of us can do far more. The signs of suffering, they're all around us. They're all around us. Open your eye. Push your neighbor and say, shine your eye. Open it. Yeah. You don't have to go and say it anywhere. You can see that your roommate is broke all the time. I'm not talking about the one who is broke because she has bought Peruvian hair. That's not the one I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about the one who is broke because she's broke. Things are not correct at home. Just take care of the person. Life changes, you know. Uh, people, sit well. Uh, is the guy sleeping? Sit well. Sit well. Yeah, thank you. Hey. Are you in the house? And the interesting thing about it is that many times, even here on earth, God compensates us. He shows you that he's happy about it. And sometimes you will live long enough to see that person again. Many times too, he doesn't reward you through that person, but through another. And you, don't, you, you may not know that a certain kindness you got was because of your kindness to somebody else. 
But regardless of what it is, do your best. Hallelujah. I said, do your best. I'm ending with a story, which is a true story. Don't believe them. Don't say, oh, don't believe them. <laughs> I end with a true story. There was a young man who was in this university, and his roommate was from a place where he didn't have anything. And throughout their school days, this young man fed the other one without asking questions. Some of you, the questions that you ask. Ah, so are you trying to say that as you were coming, your father didn't give you... Hey, hey, hey. You are in the room. It's obvious. After a while, it's clear. Or you don't understand the first time, yes. But you are in the room there. As you are chatting, after a while, you know. So this young man could see. He could see that this his roommate. Things were tough. And this was even in the days when they were still feeding people on campus. So at least you know that one meal you get. And yet, this guy would share what he had with his roommate. All the years they were in school. All the years. He, all he shared. Then, they finished school. How many of you know that when you finish school, things can change? Yeah. Things can really change. And so, the two young men went their different ways. They parted ways. After many years, the one who had nothing had now come up to be a very significant person in the city he lived in. A very wealthy man who could do whatever he wanted to do and buy whatever he wanted to buy. And that guy was in his office one day when somebody walked in. Who should walk in? His former roommate. Things had not gone as easy for his former roommate. And the guy had arrived looking not so prosperous and came to tell him that, oh, in fact, the reason why he had come to that town was that he had been passing through the town when his ancient jalopy, you see, you don't know the word jalopy, his old car, his what? Old car had broken down on the road. So he had walked to the nearest town and as he came looking for help, he had heard through somebody that thus his roommate was in the town. So he had just come there to say hello and to say, please, oh, do you have a fitter? His friend remembered many years ago, those days, those days. He said, oh, fitter, it's not a problem. Relax here in the ice air condition. And here is drink. And here is. Picked up his phone and called his people his mechanics. Go onto this road and find this car with this car number. Come for the key. Sort it out. When the guys got there, they called him and said, eh, Master, the car, eh, hmm, <laughs> is the engine that has died. Look, if you're a car owner and you get such a message, you don't just wake up and buy an engine. Do you understand? It's not something you have to plan for it. So, <laughs> He told the you tore the thing into town, tore it, so they brought it, and this man told his friend, "Oh, they say your engine, it is dead." I said, "Hmm." Then I have to leave the car, so that I will know I will get where I'm going, and then I will now know my how far. And his friend said, "Oh, really?" The end of the story. The man bought the engine for his friend sorted him out. 
and gave it to him. And when he was trying to thank him, then the man said, ah, you are thanking me. I have never forgotten the gari, the sardine. You know, in those days, Ghana was so hard. So whenever this young man would get money from home, then he would divide it into two. Here is yours. Here is mine. He said, I have never forgotten. May God help us to remember to take care of the vulnerable, the blind, and the maimed. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this afternoon and just pray for yourself for a moment. Maybe you are the kind who doesn't like to give. I want you to pray and ask God to change your mind and change your heart and make you somebody who gives. And maybe you are somebody who gives but you talk about it. Ask the Lord to give you a mouth that can be closed. Maybe you are somebody who's been giving and not saying, you want to say, Lord, I didn't even know it was so precious. Help me to do more. Talk to the Lord where you are standing this afternoon. Talk to the Lord where you are standing this afternoon. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Shandala Brasundele Mekanda. Lord, forgive us for the times we have not helped when we could. Talk to the Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. If you know that you have maltreated somebody, ask him to forgive you. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to forgive you. She basoed the mama. She casted the baby. She casted the baby. She casted the baby. And to do good to the least among us, knowing that as we do it, we have done it unto you. We thank you. We thank you for teaching us. We thank you for correcting us. We thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe you are here this afternoon, you have not given your life to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to him. That means that you have acknowledged that Jesus is the son of God and you are opening your mouth to say, I believe him, I believe his sacrifice, I receive him into my life as the savior of my life. If you have not done it before, or if you have done it but it has had no effect on your life because you didn't mean it, I want to give you another opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are standing, just lift up your hand and you're saying, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand where you are standing. God bless you. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up high. Lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if your hand is lifted up, can you please come forward and just come and stand here? We want to confess together. Just come to me. Don't be shy. Don't, don't think about what your friends are thinking. You come. This is between you and God. Come.
just step out of where you are and come. We'll pray together. We'll pray together. Oh, your heart is beating. It's a sign that something needs to be straightened out. God, the Lord is showing you something must be straightened out. Step out and come. Let him If you're standing in front here this morning, and even if you're in the crowd, you've not come, but you want to say that, Lord, I want to go to heaven. All jokes apart, I want to go to heaven. But I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.